it's love Motherfucking ice man, I'm the top gunner Heater on blast, I'm the number one stunner Watch your girl, cause I ain't your Mr. Nice Guy More like the meet you, take you home and fuck you twice guy All dressed up with nowhere to run I know I make you feel crazy with Now back to the good part That was the latest and greatest in the world of music. Uh, we totally don't own the rights to that song, so just be nice. Don't sue I, us. Yeah, don't sue us. We're just, you know, putting putting the little iTunes sample out there so people can be like, oh, I really like that. I'm going to buy it. We're helping you, artist. I don't know what we're, we're putting in the theme song. Yeah, so I mean, the whole vague. planning thing that we were going to do is kind of hard. What, yeah. like, choose a song beforehand, or... Yeah, like, before we start recording, just so nothing, I've yeah, just been going like, I've off been the I've a lot of music this week, but nothing specifically is, like, at the forefront of my brain, so... Well, right. except Jack Sparrow, but that's old now. I that, keep listening to that. Well, you know what? That's probably gonna be it. It's so good. I don't know why. I know, just... right? I started watching it again for the first time in, a, like, a couple months, just mm-hmm. probably last week. It's been in my head since. Yeah, it's still funny. Like, that Tartuga bit. I don't even know if that's in the movies. Do, do they go to the Isle of Tartuga? Yeah, they do. Okay. No, that's good. where he's from. That's where he goes and gets the ship and his crew, I believe. Okay. It's not the bit where they're stranded for a bit, and he's like, where's the rum gone? That's not that bit? No, I don't think so. I think it's the town of pirates. Oh, all right. Where anyway, all those women slap him. I haven't seen those movies in a while. But anyway, enough about pirates. Um, Okay, it keeps... Like, you mentioned it in your thing of stuff you've watched, and it keeps coming up on Reddit, like, way high. Like, it charts really high on the front page. So, I guess the show's awesome. Legend of Korra? Um, I don't know if it's awesome. Like, okay, um, Avatar The Last Airbender is pretty well-known, especially with people on the internet, because it's a U.S.-made anime, which is kind of rare, because it's quality, too. Like, Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon, exactly. Yeah. But it's more done in, like, a Japanese style. Like, like, you may a, remember it from that M. Night Shyamalan movie. I'm just joking. I right. saw that. I mean, I guess. it's. I didn't hate it, but apparently That movie it's a takes the first book. Okay. Because the series is split up into books, and that takes the whole book of water, pretty much. And it so. does it poorly because Jackson Rathbone? Or... Um, it does it poorly for a number of reasons, but, I mean, you're trying to fit in, like, 30 episodes into one two-hour movie. Right, so that's a daunting task. Like, yeah, like, they do the stuff with the water people and stuff, the water cities, fine. But, like, there's a whole part where all the Earth people are enslaved, and that takes, like, a long time to get through. Because he goes around the countryside kind of, like, freeing those people and, like, Whereas in the movie, I vaguely remember some Earth bending happening, but... For, like, 15 minutes, whereas it was, like, five episodes... Okay. Before. Like, there's a lot of stuff they just kind and of. There seemed to be a whole over. character relationship that was just kind of not important in the movie. Well, and the weird thing is, like, in though. the like General Iroh or his uncle, mm-hmm. like he is one of the best characters in the show, and he's not built up at all in the movie. Like, just stuff yeah. like that, right? Where like people that love the show are expecting a certain thing and they're not getting it, which I totally get. Anyways, Legend of Korra is the follow-up to that because it happens 70 years later and okay. like the whole avatar ang and stuff he's gone and he's gone he's not just old no he's dead because when the avatar dies that soul or whatever gets reincarnated into the next avatar oh, okay. which is korra in this case which is like they're related 
kind of. But anyways, so, yeah, this show, I don't know. I At first, like, if you remember, I was talking about the first three episodes and I wasn't too impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more impressed now because they, like, for a while they were doing a bunch of bullshit and actually before the sixth episode, I probably would say, yeah, you could probably leave it. But now it's getting interesting, and now I'm pretty happy, so I'm really Do you really know excited. how far along they are? Because I think the, these comments I'm seeing on Reddit were probably, like, the latest episode. And they're all just like, oh, man, this character. And I'm just like, I don't um, know Episode about. 9 is one I didn't get, and then 10 and 11 are the end of the season. So 10 okay. and 11 are probably out now, or this huh. week. Short yeah. season. I was expecting, like, 26 or something. It's you know, their animation. inaugural season, though. So oh, okay, yeah, I think they're just kind of getting everything set up, but yeah, it's kind of good. Um, Cora has already started maturing a little bit because that was one of the issues I had with her to begin with. Mm-hmm. So she's fitting more into the role that she should be, and that's good. Um, there's some weird character stuff that's going on, but I'm sure that'll get like ironed out a little bit more. What's really cool is the whole um, thing with the equalists and the like civil revolution and wars that are going on. That's getting, like, that's coming to a head, and that's pretty Yo, great. J.K. Simmons is in it. As that's who? Pretty good. Sorry, I'm just looking at the cast. As who? Uh, Tenzin. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that before, but. Totally. And Lance Henriksen as Lieutenant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. that one's obvious. I don't know. If you saw the show, you'd probably hear it, I okay. guess. Um, can you just watch this show, or do you have to watch all of them? No, you can absolutely watch this one. However, since Avatar The Last Airbender is on... The full series is on Netflix, I would recommend doing that, Even just because try. it's better. And, like, that thing gets really crazy, because at first it's, you think it's just, like, oh, water and, like, earth and fire and wind and stuff, and they're all just fighting with elements. But then, like, later on, it's like, oh, no, this guy has, like forbidden water bending techniques where he can bend blood and like Dude. control people like it's weird so like things get are there flying dogs in it like in the movie uh yeah there's appa appa or whatever the flying bison that's what the wind temple people the wind monks ride as awesome. their transportation in legend of korra she has like a weird polar dog it's a polar bear dog Okay. So, that's okay, I guess. But, I mean, it's no flying bison. I'll say that right now. But, yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, I caught up on that, but I've been watching a lot of Naruto. Just yes. to keep on the anime. Have you seen Naruto? It, uh, you're, you're saying first season? Like, I saw a, a good chunk of the first season. Okay, well, Naruto but split in the, up... In Japanese, I didn't watch the redub or whatever. I'm not watching the redub either. Anyways, uh, Naruto split up into two series. Naruto is when he's a kid, yeah. and um, it's 1 to 220 is as that series. As yeah, and then Naruto Shippuden, or Shippuden or whatever, mm-hmm. is like another series where he's more of a teenager adult, apparently. Okay. And that is 1 to 360-something and counting. Good grief. Yeah, so, like, I have a lot to get through, but I started watching these on Wednesday, and we've just been kind of doing, like, seven episodes every night. Huh. So like, I'm up to So you've 34. probably already gone through all, like, is his name Zuzuba or something? Big-ass Zub- sword? Yeah. Yep. That guy was pretty cool. Okay, that whole part's done. I'm past yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, so I you have stuff. Seen- 
And then we started getting into that awesome anime stuff where there's, like, a battle, but they managed to drag it out for, like, three episodes. Apparently like, that's even worse in Shippuden. Great. Yeah, like, because one guy... Like, in some sort of mirror dome or something. Okay. He, no, he goes, that's like, not what I'm talking crazy. about. I'm talking about filler episodes where it's just kind of, like, almost a recap of the last episode with one little thing added. Yeah, that happened once. Yeah, in there. so that happens a little bit in the beginning. Like, I was talking to some guy on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've already hit some of those. And I'm like, there was like two in a row. He's like, oh, dude, two in a row is nothing. Later on, there's like ten of those. It's like, recap the whole series thus far. Yay. Pretty much. But yeah, I'm really liking that show quite a bit. I'm pretty invested in the characters now, so I'm pretty happy. I hadn't okay. seen any of it before this. So now you understand all that cosplay that happens, because they're just excited. They just like the show. No, because nobody really cosplays as Naruto anymore. I saw like, like a couple, but I don't know. What I'm liking about this anime specifically is that since they're kids, they're not sexualized. Right. Like, they're still kind of like, oh, he's so cute and she's so cute and stuff, but like... Well, Rule 34 still applies, but... You know, I mean, of course, not... the internet sexualizes everything. Everything. So, true. so yeah, but... Yeah, I'm liking it. Um, pretty invested, and uh, Sakura's finally doing some stuff now, which is great, because my biggest problem with her is that she's a terrible female role model, because she just sat there and cried all the time. Mm. So, it's pretty great that she's doing stuff and kind of fighting. Like, the last episode I watched last night, she was a pretty big badass in it, so that was great. So, now I'm excited. But, yeah, I mean, the reason I guess I'm bringing these up is because I watched no movies at all this week. That's fair. You don't you don't have to watch movies. Um, I know, but especially with 34 episodes of Naruto. Yeah, that's a good chunk of show. That's probably more... Yeah, it's easily more time spent than I did on the films I saw this week, but whatever. They're pretty new. I they're kind of new films. Um, actually, one is new. Like It's not even out in the States yet, uh, but I'll get to that later. Uh, first, it was a double feature at the second-run theater, five-year engagement, and The Raven. I almost saw the Raven when it was when it came out on the cheap day, just because I like Poe. Yeah, but I I don't know it. Okay, yeah. tell me about um, it. Um. Okay. Well, for, first, should we do this in order? Or just talk about the Raven. I don't have. I don't whatever. care. Do whatever. The Raven. I read a bunch of Edgar Allan Poe when I was like in junior high or something, like way back. So quote the Raven. Like. Well, that one, but, like, just a bunch of dumb Never stories more. he wrote. Yeah, they they hit on that note pretty hard. Like, Do they hey, really? That? He literally says, can anyone finish this quote? And then he's yelling and ranting in a bar or something. Oh, my God. Edgar Poe, like, drinking, which is true. Um, but Every it's kind of like historical drinking. fiction thing. It's like what happened in the days leading up to Edgar Poe's kind of mysterious death. And turns out he was helping look for a serial killer that was basing his crimes on his stories, I guess. Uh, but it's just... I don't, I don't know. I Like, over the course of it, I was like, I was still interested because they kept kind of evoking different stories and stuff. And I was like, oh, what? Oh, Casco Model Anno reference. Woo! But I was like the one guy that had that in my brain. Mm -hmm. So my friend was like, this is terrible. This is a terrible movie. And I don't think he's wrong. Like, I don't think it's a very good movie, but if you're, like, one of those people that read a lot of Poe, you might get something out of it, but it won't necessarily be good things. So, like, throughout. what sort of things do they make reference to? Uh, like, I, I want, like, they're, you know, you know, 
like Dirty Harry, there's a girl missing. It's like that. They're on the the quest to find this woman. Uh, she's actually, I think her name's Alice Eve or something. She was in, uh, she's out of my league. Okay. I think that's her. Yeah. 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 Um, she's also Poe's lover or something. She gets kidnapped. So it's a damsel in distress thing for most of it. Um, and at one point she's like, oh, maybe she's walled up somewhere. Like in my story, Cask of Amontillado. And they're like looking in like this catacomb place for walled up places. That's kind of a crazy um, reference they make. Yeah, that one's that one's a little deeper cut, which I thought was cool. Um, they had obviously Pit in the Pendulum thing pretty early on, and it's just straight up. It's pretty gory too. It's just like, wow, yeah, that that Pendulum thing just cut that dude real bad. And oh, all right, it's an R-rated movie. Um, James Mateague, Ninja Assassin or whatever, so it makes sense. Um, Did they make any reference to that, the House that of one, Usher? They quote the Raven a lot. They don't. I don't think there's any House of Usher. Okay, that's kind of weird because besides the uh, Raven, House of Usher is like the Poe thing. Oh, Rue Morgue. There's a lot of Rue Morgue stuff. Really? Yeah, like there's a whole ball sequence and stuff with like masks and everything, a masked ball that's all based on that stuff. Okay. Um, That one's one of the big set piece ones, really. I, Yeah, I. there's no Black Cat or anything or what's... Okay, see, better. you're making me oh, more... Oh, Telltale Heart. You're making Telltale me more Heart interested in this now. Yeah, like, I mean, I was kind of intrigued by just the notion... Like, I almost went and saw it in the main theaters, too, um, back when it was, like, first run. You just whatever, couldn't but... do it either, though, huh? Well, just no one else really wanted to, and it was like, ah, like, ten bucks, I don't know, it's probably not gonna be good. Yeah. But maybe. And I like John Cusack sometimes. And he's okay, but, like, really kind of overacting, you could probably argue. Like, it's like he's trying to be, like, a Jack Sparrow, or like, a like, a Sherlock Holmes, like, a Robert Downey's take on that, or something, like, over the so top. So what you're saying is he wants a Lonely Island song about him. Maybe. By Edgar Allan Poe, which would be really weird, because, like, I, I like Edgar Allan Poe, but during my time taking English courses and stuff, that dude's, like, not all that, like, right. well-regarded. Like, he's kind of, like, a pulpy, fun dude, but it's not like he's one of the pillars of American literature or something. Right. Well, American literature, maybe, but I'm not being mean towards American literature. I'm just saying, at that time, there wasn't a lot going on. Um, but they, it, his character in this one is, like, incredibly pretentious, and he's just yelling at everybody who doesn't... It's like, don't you know who I am, kind of thing. And it's just like... Everyone's like, ah. nah. Not really, except one guy does. And he's like, ha, ah, see? Now I get a free beer, or something. So Great. That's how he goes. I I don't know. It's It's not great in any way, but, yeah, if you're, like... If you have a bunch of nostalgia for those stories, you might get something out of it. But it's... Does it make you, know, you want to... Just, brush up on your Poe now? Not really. I don't think. I, I, Yeah, I'm going to say not really. It was more just like a nice little trip down memory lane or something okay. while a movie was playing in front of me. So, yeah. It, it might not be the best way to spend two hours, but... And I will say, like, the ending, it, I'm not going to totally spoil it. It's just, it's like a non-twist. There's no twist. It's just like, hey, it, it was this guy. And it's like, it's kind of weird to see that happen, because it's like, oh, you're not trying to anything weird and clever, you're just kind of like, yeah, it was this murderer. Weird, right? Well, sometimes and life just works out. Yeah, and it, it, I was kind of okay with it, because it's just like, that that's better than it being some dumb thing, like it was this guy earlier in the movie. Like, I guess it kind of is, but it's, it's such a non-event, like it's not really a reveal. By the guy, do you mean like, the raven? 
No, a Robert raven, the guy. Not. No, there there is a raven flying around and stuff, but it's not. It's a bit on the nose. He doesn't actually it, say nevermore, does he? No, it doesn't speak, and it's not James Earl Jones's voice or anything. It's just normal stuff. That Simpsons episode was great. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. That was really well yeah. done. That was a good one. Uh, no mention of Lenore stuff, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I thought they'd, oh, you just named the main female character Lenore. It's like, no, her name's like Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, like, weird. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, t- t- not, like, I'm not going to recommend it to, like, 99% of people. I-, I guess the same can be said for Cosmopolis. Okay, uh, I Pattinson. am really interested in that movie. How much do you like 90s Cronenberg? Well, I'm interested to know what it's all about, because the trailer is fantastic. But, oh, is like, it? Is it like... I want to know what's going on and like what just talk about it maybe a little bit okay the movie really reminded me of like naked lunch or something but only in that the characters speak in a really strange way like it's like the only eccentricity to it is the characters speak in a like just detached kind of way like the there's weird stuff happening but they don't correctly speak to that do you understand what i mean not really well, okay, like, in Naked Lunch, it would be, like, Peter Weller's there, and, oh, this typewriter's a giant bug now. Alright. And he's just totally unfazed by it. Oh, yeah, okay. It would be kind of like that, but nothing you see in this movie is as weird as that. It's just kind of like there's some riots going so on. So it's just kind like, of, like, apathetic? Yeah. Like, the main character is kind of this young billionaire guy who's very apathetic, to the point where he kind of just casually goes around and does his thing and doesn't really care about the world anymore. Is that Robert Pattinson's part? That's Robert Pat- Pattinson, who I didn't dislike in the movie. Like, I'm not a big fan of him, but I'm not a hater, really. Like, I watched Twilight and I was just like, whatever. I haven't seen anything I've liked him in yet, so... Yeah, like, I've never really been like, this guy here, he has a future. It's more just like, he's just a non-entity. He's right. He's just a blank... He's whatever. just kind of there. He's the young guy right now. Yeah. And, like, that continues. Like, I wasn't amazed by him in this movie, but I guess he's fine. I wasn't. I really didn't like Peter Weller in Naked Lunch. I like. I'm gonna say that. So it's like okay. maybe on a par with that. Like in terms of it's just like actually maybe it's better than that. I, whatever. This is a comparison. Okay, but help anybody. Like basically, is that a symptom of the acting or the character? No, it's written? it's written that way. Like this is this is Cronenberg returning to his comfort zone. Maybe if you want to put it that way. Like okay. this is him. Like people who have been saying like, oh man, he's gone all Hollywood for like the last seven years. You might want to really watch this movie because this is this is much more evocative of like existence or Naked Lunch specifically were the ones that came to mind. Okay. But I would say it's not as good as either of those movies. Even though I didn't love Naked Lunch, at least it came like 22 years ago or something, and there's like Rob Scheider being really weird in it and stuff. Like there's stuff in there. Whereas this, wait, who's who's the main character in Jaws? I want to make sure I don't have the wrong name. Roy, Roy Scheider. Huh? And Jaws. Yeah, like uh, Brody, Sheriff Brody. It's Roy, right? Uh, yes, Roy Roy Scheider, whatever, yeah. Yeah, 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 he shows up in that, and it's great. Um, Yeah, this movie is basically just a series of conversations, many of which take place in a limousine as they're driving across town, a really busy city that is going kind of crazy. It's, like, as I was watching it, it was like, oh... This is a consciously an art film. Like it is not trying to be entertaining. Like ninety percent of the time, it's so just it's like crash. Be... Yeah, kinda. 
but not not as much sex going on, but there's still like really just kind of odd sex scenes that happen, but that's that's everyday that's Cronenberg at this point. Like yeah, like even then this is not any crazier than he's used to. Uh yeah, it it was like a lot of the movie came across to me as just like these are kind of random thoughts David Cronenberg has had over the last like 5 years that he's kind of arranged into a movie which made sense to me as I was watching it and then I saw that it was based on a book. So I was really confused at the end. But maybe it's just a book that really resonated with everything he's been thinking about because it literally like there were sequences in it that just be like oh this conversation is basically about the occupy movement oh this conversation is basically about the financial crisis oh this one's basically about young tech billionaires like you know zuckerberg types but through his kind of perspective on that and whether that's a good thing or whatever oh this one's about detachment to violence and war and stuff so you know normal stuff for him like it, it didn't it just didn't gel together in a way I found really that interesting. It was just kind of like a hundred minutes of thoughts from David Cronenberg. So if you're interested in hearing David Cronenberg's thoughts, um, check it out. I mean, not really, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of tough. Like if I, if I have to put a number on it, like maybe it's a five or a six. So it's mediocre. You know? It is, but, like, it's interesting mediocre because it's still a, a director I care about. But I'm thinking it's only interesting because I care about that director already. So this is, like, the worst jump-in point for a Cronenberg person. How does like, this compare like, to, like, A Dangerous Method? Because I haven't seen A Dangerous Method either, and that only came out, like, a year ago. Yeah. Um, like, that That movie is, like, way more straightforward kind of bio movie, which was a lot of people criticize it. It's like, oh, eccentric Canadian directors playing it safe. But it's way more interesting, because it's, like, characters that I, like, from history that I know, like Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud and stuff, and it's really well acted, and it's really well put together and stuff, so I quite like that movie. Um, this this one is definitely going for more eccentric weirdness and stuff, but it's just not as interesting. Like, there's just, there, there's, like, a few actors throughout, like, Samantha Morton shows up and does a really good job, and Paul Giamatti shows up, um, and I just like that guy, but... Yeah, it, it there's not as much going on in this movie, I would say. So if you haven't seen a recent Cronenberg film, check out A Dangerous Method first. Though, that's not exactly representative of old Cronenberg, which, I, like, you know, 20 years ago. Like Videodrome, what I that's still my favorite movie of his. Okay. Um, like, you might get something out of it, really. Like, I, I'd, basically, I'd recommend this only to Cronenberg fans. Like, if you're already on board check it out like just for completion's sake and th there's some interesting nuggets in there but if you're if you're kind of more like i like history of violence what's this about it's like yeah you might not like so this. just to be clear are we saying that people that don't like a history of violence and eastern promises are probably not cronenberg fans no no i love those both of those movies but well okay i love history of violence i quite like eastern promises and i'm interested that there's recent talk of a sequel because i would watch that um but like if you if that's all you know of Cronenberg, you might want to check some earlier stuff and see how you feel about those before you go check this one out. Scanners. Like I'm not saying you you don't qualify as a fan. It's just there's kind of like two Cronenbergs at this point. There's like Studio Cronenberg and then there's Cronenberg Cronenberg. This is much more that earlier one, but with kind of bigger stars now because he has that clout. Okay. Right? Yeah, so because I think his. Well, I guess he still had clout like ten years ago because Jude Law. And I stuff, think his but, best stuff was in the '80s. So. This might be something I should check out. 
I did like Videodrome, but other than that, like I didn't like Dead Ringers very much. I guess what about Scanners? Scanners, the Dead Zone was good. Uh, Dead Zone was good. I have that. Oh yeah, I guess 80s Cronenberg is pretty sweet. Um, so sure. But I guess that's whatever. Stephen King. I wonder how much pull he had in changing stuff. I don't know. We're talking way too much. I bet about that scissor scene probably. was totally. I like Cronenberg though, so that's why I went and saw it. Um, and I guess we're getting it a couple months before it shows up in the states. So keep that in mind. Like this won't be around for a while if you're mm-hmm. listening from down there. I guess. Now the problem is, who would go see it with me though? Because I don't think I know any Cronenberg fans. You'd want to roll with some Cronenberg fans so you can kind of talk about it. Um. I've, I've, I think I'm good. Like, I don't need to see it again. Uh, like, I don't mean ever, maybe, but not, I'm, I'm good for a while. Like, if there's a, if there's a commentary track or something and I can get the thoughts behind the thoughts, maybe I'll do that, but I don't think he does that often. Oh, no, he did a fly commentary. So, every now and then. I did listen to that one. But, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's Cosmopolis. It, it, yeah. 5.5 Cronenberg fans only. Something like that. Got it. Uh, then I, well, pre- before all of that, I saw the five-year engagement, uh, Jason Segel comedy, I guess it's part of the whole Judd Apatow brand thing, it came out a couple months ago, um, it was okay, it, it, I, I think, it seems to have the problem I have with some Apatow stuff, specifically the stuff he usually writes and directs, is it's just kind of long for a comedy, like, it's like, it's, I think it's two plus hours, or right around two hours and it's just at some point you just kind of get tired of some of the stuff that's going on but it's kind of a catch-22 thing because all that extra stuff makes the film seem a little more realistic like it's like a slice of life thing like life doesn't always boil down to these simple events like in a your average romantic comedy so this one kind of puts some more things in there and flushes some things out that might not really be necessary but it gives the movie a bit more character Mm -hmm. does that make sense well, so Judd Apatow didn't write this though. He didn't. He's just—it's just producing. It just—it reminded me of kind of the same problems I have with Knocked Up and stuff. That's all. Don't gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, like they just seem a little too. Like it's like lighten up, dude. This is just a comedy. Like don't don't worry about it. We don't need this much time. But I don't know. There there was good stuff sprinkled throughout it. Like a lot of little bit bit roles and stuff. Like Chris Parnell, Brian Posehn, uh. Chris Pratt has a nice supporting role. Apparently, Allison Brie's in it. Allison Brie's in it. Yeah, that she's doing a British it. accent, which I thought was really funny. Um, she she manages to pull it off, but it's still just I was I was really weirded out by it because I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, what do you want to know about it? Really, it's just uh, I, Emily Blunt I, and Jason Segel are a couple. I don't care. Okay, like the only thing that had me maybe interested in it when it came out was the fact that. I like stuff that Jason Segel has done, and I like Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. And then I found out Alison Brie was in well, it. There you go. So I was like, well, that might be something. But then I saw a trailer for it, and it's like, yeah, I'm not into this idea at all. Okay, it's might like it might be better than the trailers. Then a little bit, like it's just, do you like Knocked Up and Forty Year Old Virgin stuff? Um, I actually rewatched Forty Year Old Virgin. I just didn't put it in our doc because. It was on TV, censored, and I didn't finish it, so I didn't really count okay. it. But it's okay. I mean, watching it again now, not really. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Knocked that up. movie's faded a lot for me. Knocked up the, the few times I saw it after the first time, I started to detest it more and more. 
So I really just don't like Leslie Mann's character in that movie. And which, which one? In Knocked Up, which is why, like, there's a kind of a follow-up movie coming out, and I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that. I hate Catherine I like Heigl or Hagel or whatever. I can't stand her. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a big reason why that movie loses a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've only seen this once. Like, I think I only really need to see it once. You kind of get a full sense of everything that's going on, and the, the gags kind of only really play one time. But it was decent. It was it was okay. Like there, there's like I like it enough of the people in it, and they kind of like despite it being a bit long, they did kind of develop a like ah this could this could kind of happen. There's there's little observational moments that's like yeah life right or something. So it had that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of average, but whatever. If it if you get a chance to see it for like ne- on Netflix or something, or it's like three dollars or whatever, that's like definitely paid. where I would see it. Like if I'm bored yeah. and browsing Netflix, I would probably throw it on. Okay, it's yeah, it it's worth the time, but don't go out of your way. Maybe but, gotcha. Yeah. Um, video games. Should we get into video games? Yeah, that we've been doing a, quite a bit of that, I guess. Yeah, I think. Post E3 and just the last few weeks have just been like, video games, man. I'm going back. I'm going to be a kid again play video games. Not that they're just for kids, because they're not. Specifically, M-rated games, Lollipop Chainsaw. There's, yeah, I mean, games are serious business. And Lollipop Lollipop Chainsaw proves it, I guess. Well, from what I played, it's pretty lighthearted, but I I don't know. I love that game. It's really good. Um, Okay. James Gunn. I, I don't know what to say about it, I guess. Um, Suda51 stuff is always great. Like, I pretty much love everything he's put his name on that I can think of off the top of my head anyway. How much, like, direction and stuff did he really give this game? Because isn't he just a producer? Right, And but isn't Grasshopper the ma- uh, Grasshopper manufacturer the developer on it? I think so, so I guess that would still have his print on it. Yeah, and I mean, it still has Akira Yamaoka doing the sound design along with Jimmy Urin from Mindless Self-Indulgence, which is a band I like quite a bit. So the music is great. I love the sound design because, I mean, the two guys, they're the guys, I guess. I don't know. It's weird having a Mindless Self-Indulgence guy doing video game music, but I guess I could see why because it's a lot of weird punk stuff in a lot of parts and whatnot, so that's okay. Uh, James Gunn, his writing comes through quite a bit <laughs> in some of the stuff, which is pretty great. Um, yeah, like, the biggest problem I was thinking I would have is, like, I've been looking forward to this game for about a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and been watching, like, dev diaries and getting, like, screenshots of it. Like, I've been into this, right? Okay. And th- but, like, recently, as you know, I've been starting to focus a lot more on gender politics in video games specifically. Yeah. And, like, anime and stuff like that. So, like, with that in mind, this was g- coming up, and I was getting a little nervous about, like, my newfound hate for a lot of stuff like, this <laughs> based is, on that. Yeah, this is routinely criticized in YouTube comments and stuff as being like, dude, this is so pandery, like, oh, sexy cheerleader, come on grow up games like they keep kind of leveling that at it but is it like self-aware about it it is totally self-aware and the thing is i don't mind this and that's great and i think the reason is because um the main character i can't remember her name now even though i've been playing it do you remember juliet i guess okay i just tara strong i don't i don't know yeah anyways like the main character she 
she doesn't sexualize herself. She's just kind of like a cheerleader. But like, which is kind of an inherently sexualized thing, right, right? Exactly, and like, like have you seen cheerleader outfits and stuff? They are pretty much like that kind of. Yeah. I think they're getting better about being like not so crazy sexy anymore, which is mm-hmm. good. But like, it's not out of the realm of possibility, I guess. And like in the whole context, it fits well. I mean, she's not a slut. She doesn't go around just like posing, like Bayonetta does. Right. Right? So, like, it's self-aware, but at the same time, she takes herself seriously. She's basically just, like, Buffy in, like, a short skirt. Okay. So that's okay. And, um, I don't know. The way they poke fun at everything, it's hard to take anything in it seriously because they've gone so far into that direction that it's like, oh, no, this is all ridiculous, so it's okay. Hmm. And I just want to put into context, too, the night I started playing this, I didn't even want to play it the night I bought it because I was doing other stuff. My friend, who used to be my ex-girlfriend, was over. She wanted to see me play it. And my roommate, who's also female, watched us me play it. And they were both totally laughing and okay with it. So okay. in that respect, I felt okay playing it. Because <laughs> like, they weren't just like, oh, really? Or anything like that. So, I mean, just for my own sake, it was okay. But yeah, I don't know. I like the game quite a bit. It plays a lot better than I remember it did at PAX last year, which is great. Yeah, the demo I played was pretty simple and mashy, but... They tightened up the controls a lot, from what I remembered. So you can pull off some combos and stuff? Yeah, the combos are a lot easier. It's a lot easier to, like, move around. At PAX, the controls were really loose, so it was hard to kind of move around properly. So dodging mm-hmm. and stuff was kind of an issue, and it was kind of a hassle, like, targeting. I was probably playing the same build, but... I, well, no. No. This was PAX Prime, right? Not PAX East? PAX Prime. Like, literally oh, yeah, a no, year they, ago. They must have updated it since. I don't know. It felt okay, but whatever. I've been meaning to buy it. I just... I jumped into a thing I've been putting off for seven months, which, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get to. Uh, I'm just looking at the voice cast for this game, though. I'm actually, I didn't know this. Like, Linda Cardellini and Michael Rooker are both in there. So some James Gunn standbys. That's cool. Right. That's cool. Yeah, and, Uh I mean, going back to Suda51, I guess, I actually put Lollipop Chance on hold after playing about maybe three hours of it, which apparently I'm half done. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty short, I guess. But, I mean, the replay value is pretty good, I think. Anyways, I put it... Like, there's unlockable... Yeah, there's unlockable stuff, and, like, you can go back and get better scores and stuff, because it grades you at the end of each part. Okay. So, I'm probably... I'll probably pick this up soon, just because, you know, help out Suda. <laughs> just because... Honestly, yeah. So well. Because his stuff doesn't sell well, and it's prob He does stuff that the gaming industry needs, because he remembers games are games. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be art, he's just trying to make them fun, and then anything crazy that he is in his mind can go into it at the same time. Which makes it well, there's great. There's still some fun pop culture referential kind of business in there, a right. little bit. Like they just—it's not so much that they like name drop movies or anything. They just kind of evoke movies that I'm familiar with sometimes. Right. But, uh, which kind of brings me to my next point. So I stopped playing Lollipop Chainsaw because Shadows of the Damned I haven't finished. I haven't picked it up since it came out. Yeah, I haven't finished it either. And I was at a part that was annoying me. It was right after the Evil Dead reference, where your girlfriend's chasing you. Or your fake. I don't. I don't think I got that far. Okay. Well, basically, your fake girlfriend chases you, and there's like a point that if she catches you, you die instantly. 
and it was kind yeah. of irritating me at the time, and I had other games to play, so I was like, screw this, and I put it back on the shelf. Anyways, I put it back in, got past that part, and now I'm almost done, because I played for hours straight, and that game is great. That's still probably my favorite Suda game, in fact. Like, in terms of the gameplay, finally, is satisfying? Like, it's Resident Evil 4 type stuff? Well, the thing is... Okay, when I started playing it, I was into this whole phase where, like, oh no, I'm going to play every game on the hardest difficulty to get that achievement when I finish. So, that's why I was having troubles with that part. Is because, yeah, I would just, like, constantly get held up by other stuff. And since it's on hard mode, they would, like, slow me down and hold me and stuff. And, um... The boss fights are about three times as long as like someone playing on easy because it's just mm-hmm. an endurance test. So like one boss actually took me half an hour to finish of just straight playing the whole time. So huh. yeah, I don't know, but at the same time, I don't mind because as I was getting through stuff, I actually got better as I picked it up again because I haven't played for about a year, or a couple months since it came out. But yeah, I've been getting better at it, and now I'm at the final part. And I'm pretty invested into what's going to happen next, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, that's still in my pile of active games that I need to go back to, but... Hmm. I think after... I Yeah, I, I, okay, I jumped into Skyrim. Um, yeah, just straight I, out. I've been putting off for like seven months because I knew it would consume everything. I want to hear the what? story about what you did, because apparently you went to go buy it from someone. Yeah, like... I, like it was forty dollars on Amazon like a couple months ago, so I just got used to the idea. Like, okay, this game is worth forty dollars now. But then I checked, and it's like, oh, well, I guess it's really popular, so it's sixty again. I just spent a bunch of money on E3 and stuff, so I'm like, I'm gonna pretend to be responsible and save money. So I checked Kijiji, and then I went on this big journey down to the south end of town via transit, um, to pick that up, and then ended up walking probably like five miles that I didn't need to. But I thought I was closer than I was, and Google Maps was misdirecting me a bit. I still Google Maps got me there, so thanks to that. But I don't know; it it kind of led me around. We at the Media Monks podcast support Google Maps. Yeah, it's a good product, and apparently they're updating it. And Apple actually has a competition thing coming up. I don't know. Maps, the battle for maps, are about to happen uh, again, I guess. Because remember, uh, what was it? Yahoo Maps. That was a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, it was a thing, I guess. Didn't they just buy MapQuest, or MapQuest bought them out? Oh, yeah, MapQuest. Isn't that it? I thought they were rivals, because in that Lonely Island song, they mentioned both of them. And then they say Google Maps is the best. True and that, double right. true. It, it, yes, it, exactly. Um, Lazy Sunday by the Lonely Island, for anyone wanting to find that song, I guess. Yeah, check it out. It, that's like their first song ever, I think, wasn't it? It was on SNL, Parnell, and... Yeah. Um, Sandberg. Back way back. I like Chris Parnell. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was like a four-hour thing to pick it up. But then it felt it was that much more rewarding when I had it, and then I went home and started playing it. How long and, did you um, spend at the character creation screen? Uh, not that long. Because like, at some point I was just like, I, well, I want to be a Khajiit. I knew that right away. You wanted to be a cat. I did want to be a, a cat man. Um, no, just a and, cat. And, yeah, I guess, but they walk upright and they speak. I, I don't know what what is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. So my cat wow. jumped up. You really just yeah. busted that out. Yeah, I, I like that game too. Um, I I was amused. My cat seemed to take an interest in my TV when I was doing a, a character creation for a Khajiit, and I thought that was odd, so I took a photo of that. 
Um, it was weird. Why haven't I, I seen this He doesn't this usually photo? pay attention to what's going on on the screen, and he did this time. So I was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Um, but yeah, probably like half an hour or something at most, maybe. Why I got you, I got lost hours? in it for a good hour. You tweaked like, are you a human or an elf or something though? Like you got. I ended up with a Nord, so basically a racist, I guess. Okay. Are they? Kind of, because they're just like, oh no, Nord should rule everything. Like mm. fuck everyone else. It's like whoa. I guess those Khajiits aren't allowed to live in the city. They're, they're like. Yeah, the Khajiits are um the outcast. But yeah, like, are they more so than the Dark Elves? Do you know? Uh, I haven't run into many Dark Elves. The right, one... because they're all cast away and put into, like, crappy parts of town. They're all well, isn't put in the ghettos. One of them's a champion, though, isn't he? Oh, I can't remember. It's, like, I played this game when it came out, <laughs> so... Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, like, for me, this is all fresh, new business, so it's like, those giants, man, they're crazy. They'll mess you up. Uh, they will throw you in the air by hitting the ground. I, I thought... I, I honestly feel like that's just weirdly imbalanced. Like, it's just dumb. It's like, I'm a 12-foot guy. I'm way more powerful than everything else. Like, a dragon lands, I'm going to kill that, and then I'm going to kill you. They're easy like, to cheat, though. Like, to murder them, or what? Yeah. They can't climb up on rocks. Oh, that's what, yeah. I've been pulling off some dumb, yeah, exploity type stuff. Because I'm an archer, so I can't get up in people's faces very well. So I'll just stand up on a rock and just murder them. So a you're a Khajiit archer. Yeah. Like, are you a... An assassin, then I guess. I, is that a class or something? No, is I mean, like, do you deal mostly like with the daggers and stuff like that, or are you straight archery? No, I'm I'm a weird heavy. I don't know what I'm doing. I I like I'm just kind of enjoying. It. It's like, oh, I want to wear heavy armor because it's the best. So I'm good at heavy armor, but I'm an archer and I'm sneaky. So I'm sneaking around, and there is a perk that makes your armor less clanky. So and it makes it fifty uh, percent lighter too. Yeah, so it's it's working out. Can I offer I, you I like some advice? System. Okay. Take up armor. Uh, take up blacksmithing. Because yeah, I'm you doing will, that. You will level up like mad. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm doing well or what. I'm level 17 right now. Um, is that okay? I mean, level 17. You're probably making like the black obsidian stuff by now. No, I've been really taking my time. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, I don't fast travel. I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't at first, but then about 80 hours in the game, I was like, no, I just want to get this mission done, and I started doing that. Maybe at 80 hours, but for for a good while, I wanted to just soak Oh, I didn't fast in. travel for the first, like, 40 hours easily. Awesome. Because I just, yeah. I walked and rode everywhere, and there's a part where you do something, and you can move faster. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Okay. Uh, I'm shouting at stuff. Christopher Plummer was there. Um, Are you really done? Good. Did you go to White Run and do all that then? I, I've been hanging out in White Run quite a bit, but I, I don't know if I've done all that. I bought a house. Uh, I do a bunch of alchemy. That stuff's fun. Are you doing anything with the Brotherhood? I have not. Uh, my only run in with the Brotherhood is apparently someone took a contract out on me and I killed one of their assassins. So that's that's the only run in so far. I haven't pursued that. Uh, yeah, there's a couple colleges and stuff I want to look into, like the mages stuff and bards college. I don't even know what happens there. I just think it's. I really funny. didn't like the. What is mages? it? The circle of magi or whatever the hell it is. Okay. What whatever their place is called. I don't like traveling around that area. Okay. I 
I, I'm just having a ball so far. I don't, I don't know. Whenever I come across a dungeon or anything, it's just like this is happening. And I'll clear that out. Um, just a quick side note because that happened outside my window. A raven yeah. just landed on my um, neighbor's gutter mm -hmm. and picked some stuff out of like the gutter trap where stuff goes down from the roof into the gutter. Yeah. And um, yeah, when he did, a bunch of water just shot everywhere, and he got scared. So both <laughs> the raven. Weird. It wants you to watch that movie. I, I, don't, I don't know. Nevermore. Don't read anything into it. It was just coincidence. Don't worry about it. Mysticism. It'll ruin us all. Sorry. Anyways, back to mysticism and Skyrim, I guess. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it's not even a worthwhile observation, maybe. But like, as an atheist, it was kind of fun to just walk up to a prayer stone thing, and it's like, oh, this actually works here. That's great. I got a disease, and then I prayed. Instant cure. Thanks. Like you know. Yeah. Depending play. what the god is. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I tried two different ones. Like, some of them give you a blessing, some of them do that, some of them do other stuff. I don't know. Okay. I apparently have some other disease I picked up somewhere. It, it lowers my lock-picking ability. I, I guess maybe shaky hands. Weird. What would the symptom be of that? I don't, I don't know where I'm picking this up. I almost became a vampire, but then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get rid of that, so I ran in fast travel. Uh, like... Before I kind of before I kind of stopped playing, I was bored, so I was just like, "I'm gonna see what it's like to be a vampire," and it sucked. And getting out of being a vampire sucked even more. So, yeah, yeah, I remember it being pretty lame in Oblivion and Morrowind. So I didn't want to do that. I haven't played Morrowind. Yeah, either. it's the same thing. Like you have okay. to go through this whole process, and you have to kill this certain vampire at this certain time, and talk to this dude, and it's a pain. It's a big long quest that takes you like that takes over your life if you want to do it. And now. it's so annoying because even though you're stronger and like you get that bloodlust and all that stuff and like you can't be out in the day. Well, like, you can, but you'll just be burning all the time. Right, and people like will attack you. Yeah. Yeah, it's really irritating. Yeah. Do you get married yeah. yet? No. You should get married. Okay. What well, why does that help you? Um, I believe... How does you, that even work? Do you need a, a pendant or something? There's a ring you get, and you give it to a fancy lady, and then she will agree to marry you. Then you meet at a church in a city. You get A fancy lady? Like, you can't just be like, hey, Lydia, let's make it no, special. No, <laughs> Lydia doesn't okay. work. Um, one's that basically... Dude, that sucks. She already lives in my house. We hang out a lot. You need ones that will flirt with you. So, like, when you're walking around, there's one in specific I'm in white I'm a cat run. dude. Do I need to hang out with cat people? Maybe. There's one specifically in White Run. When I walked by every time, she would be like, every day's a pleasure when I see you or something. So I was like, cool, you're my wife now. So, okay. I don't know. No, I, I haven't really looked into any of that. The benefit to that is that she lives in your house and um, merchant business. So every time you go home, she gives you your share of it. Oh, okay. So it's just free money. I, I've, money has been no issue so far, though. Yeah, so. I know. Especially like if you steal stuff. Then yeah, well, I haven't even like just all that stuff. I'm blacksmith, and I just sell that, and then you're enchanting things, and it makes it way more valuable. And uh, dungeon pillaging, like I, I haven't had too many encumbrance issues either. There was one time where I just loaded up on a bunch of stuff and then just rode back because apparently you can still ride a horse if you're way over. So <laughs> then I slowly walked into town and dealt with it. Whenever yep. I kill a dragon, I just can't help but pick up all that stuff, even yep. though it's like useless. It, like. Is that useless? Can you use dragon scales or something? And you some sort make of high -end dragon versions? armor, eventually. Oh, okay. Um, you can make both heavy and light dragon armor. Uh, the dragon awesome. bones make the heavy armor, 
and okay. heavy shield, and the scales make the mail. Okay. And I'm assuming that's resistant to fire and stuff? Um, I mean, yeah, probably. Okay. I can't remember. If I remember, though, the obsidian stuff is a lot better. Hmm. I think I... it might have something to do with resistances. Okay. Because there comes a point where, like, in every dungeon, there's always a dude at the end that is proficient in whatever is the opposite of you. So, like, my guy, for instance, um, is hand-to-hand, -hand, so at the end, there's always this dude that casts ice and slows me down and kills me because I'm res not resistant to ice. Okay. Yeah, so, like, So, it's like, like if you're an archer, it'll be, like, a dude, like, a big burly guy that gets up in your face? I mean, you would think so. It's probably still, like, a sorcerer of some sort <laughs> that maybe oh, okay. just curses you to be, like, blind or something. I don't know. Huh. Uh, whatever. A very enjoyable game. Like, I, that's no surprise to anybody. Um, I'm I'm very happy with it. I guess I didn't even like I liked Oblivion a lot, but I didn't really think about it until I'm playing this one. Like, those Oblivion gates were really annoying. Yes. And yeah, they there were. aren't those anymore. You can just enjoy the world. The funny thing is, I had after I was done with Skyrim, I put in Oblivion again, mm -hmm. and I played it from the beginning. I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is still the same. It's pretty good." And then I came to the whole like Oblivion gate thing. I'm like, "Nope." Like, oh, right, these things. Like, every time you find one, you're just like, oh, it's never fun. But just for so, nostalgia's sake, I went up and punched a deer in the face, and then I turned it off. Perfect. I, the only stuff I have left in that game is the expansion stuff, so I might go back one day. Shivering Isles. When's Dawnguard coming out? Oh, is that is there a full-blown expansion for Skyrim coming out? Yeah, where you play, Damn. like, a monster, or a vampire, or probably not. There's, like... What was the trailer now? There's, like, vampires that are, like, attacking or something like that, and you might be a member of the Dawn Guard. Oh, okay. Which I'm guessing is just, like, Vampire Slayer stuff. So oh, that might I don't be know okay. how much I talked about last week, but in light of finally playing Skyrim, yo, Elder Scrolls Online looks so bad. Right? Like, yeah. Like, it just looks so boring. Like, before it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, they got the creatures in here. But it's just like, dude, you have, like, none of what makes this cool. Like, what are you doing? There's no first person. There's no, like, stuff everywhere. Ah, yeah. Good luck, I guess. That game's going to fail. Yeah, Sorry. probably. Um, But, yes. So, yeah. Skyrim, I'm sure everyone's bored now. We're talking about a seven-month-old game, but I plan to continue playing it until I'm... I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I was putting it off because I was like, oh, i got to finish this linguistics course. And then I was like, nah. Fuck that. So And now your life is gone. Yeah, but I'm not that worried about it. I got like 10 more days, I can postpone it within the next 10 days. You're making me want to go back to Skyrim now. Skyrim's really good, dude. I don't know if you, how much you played, but you can always play more. More to do. The thing is, you totally can always play more, because I played a lot, and there's still so much to do. Yeah, like, I, I, I was not fully taking, like, it, it's just so many kind of mind expand, like, just like, oh, this is pretty big, and then you're like, oh, wait, there's a whole area over here? Dude. I didn't even think about that. Like, I That's think crazy. the perfect thing to sum up my Skyrim experience, I was going to the last area, like, to finish the storyline. Yeah. And then on the way there, I found a mountain with a crack in it. So I went in the crack, and I did a, like, three-hour dungeon. <laughs> so, like, that pretty much sums up Skyrim for me. You go in the, like, prospects of doing one thing, and you do everything else. Yeah, on the way, like, one of the first things on the way to meet the Greybeards, I did, like, five dungeons. I just saw them all. I was like, this is awesome! Did you meet the Greybeards yet and do all that? I totally, yeah, yeah, I did all that eventually, but, like, my intention to go do that was, like, sidetracked 
every single time. And it's just like, well, I loaded up on all this loot from all these dungeons. I gotta go back to town, drop it off. And then, oh, wait, now I got all the stuff I can craft. And then just eight hours go by or something. And I don't even know how much time I spent on it. I have no idea. Another funny no thing idea. is, like, I remember I was, like, early on, at probably about 30-some hours in, I was like, I've totally seen, like, what this game can offer, so I'm going to finish it off. Mm -hmm. And then I went to this whole other area, like the magic, the, the mag magi place. I was like, oh, this okay. is totally different. So I played that for a while, didn't like it. I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to finish it off. But then on the way walking oh. out of that place, I went into, like, a dungeon that was, like, dwarven ruins with, like, engineering stuff. I was like, holy crap, this is totally new to me, too. So it's just been one thing after yeah, another. Yeah, like, I saw some of, I think, that stuff in the Elder Scrolls Online trailer. I was like, oh, that's interesting new stuff. And it's just like, oh, no, never mind. That was already in Skyrim and, like, way better. So you don't even get that point. Sorry. Like, those kind of robot-looking dudes? Yep. Yeah, I've only seen, like, like I got a chunk of, like, a scrap metal from one, and then I saw, a, I think it's on the back of the box or something, but I was like, oh, weird. That looks cool. I can't wait to see that. But, and the Thieves well, Guild, whatever. so good. Okay. I'll Alright. I'll, I'll do that too, I guess. I, I don't know. Have you been to Riften yet? No, dude. I haven't done, like, anything really. And there's just too much, there's too much, there's too much going on. I, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll, we should I'll, stop talking about Skyrim. Yeah. This could go on I'll play forever. it at my pace. I'll play at my pace. I don't, I don't want to know what's going on. I'll no, I'm going to tell you everything. <sighs> I'm going to text you everything. <laughs> I'm just going to, no, don't. I'm just, <sighs> Whatever. Okay, Peace Walker. Yeah, I've been. I haven't. That's the one Metal Gear Solid game I haven't played ever, and I've been. Wanting yeah, to. I hadn't either until like I've been doing the whole HD collection thing, and I played through two and three again. Is it worth picking like, up the HD collection just for Peace Walker as like the catalyst? Considering I it haven't. It is kind ever of the main it. event, I guess. I didn't even really think about it, but yeah, it has a full disc to itself and a thousand achievements on there, and like tons of online features and stuff. Um, and I had, I, yeah, I just, I never really paid much attention to this because I played Portable Ops and was kind of like, eh, whatever, this is okay, but it's not what I want. Uh, this is like a full-blown sequel to Metal Gear Solid 3, which, right. I really like that game, so this is pretty great, and I think I only just, after like, I don't know, six, eight hours or something, got to like the meat of the game, which is where it becomes kind of a Monster Hunter type thing, I guess, and you're hunting robot parts to build your own badass Metal Gear. Which so, is like, awesome. this is the whole start of him creating Foxhound, then? He, like, his own giant army and unit and stuff. Like, he's yeah. military okay. without borders or something. Like, he's got his own crew. And you could... Like, here's the thing, because I always play Metal Gear non-lethal anyway, so I'm knocking out dudes with darts and stuff, and now you can straight up recruit those guys. You tie a balloon to their waist, and then they get picked up by an airplane, and then they're yours. And it's just like, oh! So I'm, I'm just snagging dudes every mission, and it's awesome. And then you get back, and you get to assign those dudes duties and stuff. It's kind of like uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood in that, like, the mission assignment stuff, and, like, beefing up your units and sending them on missions and stuff, and then you get experience and whatever. Like, that stuff is in this game, and I love the Metal Gear universe way more than Assassin's Creed, so this is a much more enjoyable thing for me. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, I, I kind of regret picking up Skyrim when I did, because I was really getting into this game. And then it's just like, oh, but this looks so pretty. Like, it's still a PSP game on your big screen, so it's a little, like, Kind of ugly. Looking. Kind of, but it, it's, like, it looks okay. Like, I, I coming off of just playing Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 helped a lot, because it, it's kind of comparable to those games. But it's not, 
like cutting edge graphics or anything. Are you going to be redoing so a lot of Metal Gear stuff. Solid Four? Yeah, that was part of the plan too. But like, and th- this it does fit sequentially in that like linear. This takes place in the seventies or whatever. Technically, wouldn't you have to play after Peace Walker Metal Gear on the NES? Oh, if I want to do the whole thing, I guess they have the MSX versions on three. If I really want to get into it, I might actually because I've been meaning to play those games as part of just a you know personal like I I should probably play them because they're the beginning of the whole thing and apparently they have actually story stuff that is still canon. Yeah, which is great. Uh, Pretty yeah. good game too. So it's a kind of a weird side thing. Like I've started watching TED Talks. Yeah, those are whole, great. There's a whole series on robotics, and watching those, it's like holy crap! Hideo Kojima is a genius. Like this guy has been thinking about this stuff way before I was. Well, I mean, he's Japanese. Yeah, but like before, so like these TED like, Talks are dated like 2007, both. 2009, and it's just like, dude, there's already a game commenting on all of this. Don't you know? Like. Yeah, drone warfare, dude. The, like, like Call of Duty's finally figuring out drone warfare is the thing now. And it's like, dude, Metal Gear Solid 2 had drones. Where were you? Like, what are you doing? So yeah, the, Hideo Kojima's from the future. Uh, he's awesome. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with Peace Walker. Like, if you, in the, yeah, if you neglected it because you're just like, ah, PSP game, I don't know. Like, No, I neglected Kojima- it because I didn't have a PSP ever. Okay, well, this is the best version anyway, so check that out. There's some weird kind of lazy stuff in it. Like, it's just like, there's a guy that looks basically exactly like Otacon and sounds like him. And it's just like, come on, what? Like, come up with new characters. Like, his name's Huey, and he's Big Boss's best friend. And it's just like, great. what? Like, this is just the same, but 30 years earlier. This is weird. Um, but it's it's still fun. I don't know. That, that stuff's kind of funny. And they'll make, like, really weird references to, like, there's a character just straight up called Dr. Strangelove in it. And That's great. Thus far, there's no, like, hey, like that movie. Like that movie, huh? Like, it's just like, no, this is just, we made that up. And if you if you don't know your Kubrick, like, you'll just be like, okay, yeah, that character from Metal Gear. It's re- that, That's really weirding me out. I hope at some point someone points that out. But, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. I really like it, and I endorse it. So, yeah. HD Collection, generally, you should just have that if you're a person with a system that has that on there. Like, I guess it's coming to Vita soon, but that's just 2 and 3. Um, but that's still, those are good too. But, um, whatever. Games. Oh, Jetpack Joyride is also a game, and I like it a lot. Um, I play it too much. Like, yeah. I'm just playing it over and over. Like, essentially, I'm prestiging in it. Like, I've, Great. I've prestiged twice now. And it's just like, wh- why are you still playing this? I haven't unlocked everything yet. And it's also great, it's a great little thing to play while you're listening to music. So, Yeah. Good stuff. I just want to say, I started playing Amnesia of the Dark Descent, and like actually, I can actually, totally understand what you mean now. Because I, I don't want to sit at my computer to play that. I want to be, like, comfortable with a gamepad, walking around exploring this place. Yeah, like, some about, like, I don't know, some about the mouse and stuff, it's like, maybe it's too intimate, like, I need a wall a bit. Because it's not, like, it's not, it, it, I've played scary games, like, it doesn't seem like it should be as scary as it was. Like, I think it's, like, the clunkiness of the controls is intensifying the situation. The clunkiness is definitely something, but, like, I want to play it on my couch. I don't want to yeah. be at the computer playing it. I'd rather, yeah, if it was, like, a big screen experience that I was sitting on my couch, I would totally, totally have played through that game. By but now. I think the thing for me more than anything is that, like, I want to get into it and play maybe, like, two to three hours, maybe even four in a mm-hmm. row. Like, I don't want to sit at my computer for half an hour at a time and then, like, yep, my back hurts. I'm leaving. 
Yeah, PC gaming. I, I don't know. Like, I guess people are figuring that out and hooking up their computer to their TV and making it happen. But, uh, I, I don't know. I have a crappy laptop, so it's not. That's a good game, though. I really like it. I Yeah, I, I everything I've seen of it seems really sharp, and I just want to experience it. And I, I want to, like, everyone keeps saying, like, oh, it's too scary, I didn't finish it. And it's just like, I want to not be that person anymore and just finish it and just be like, yeah, I'm one of the cool kids. I beat it. What, what are you bitching about? It's easy. It's not even scary. Not I even started scary. playing Lone Survivor again, too, because I got the Steam version. So I'm hoping... So just being, horror game, double shot? I'm um, hoping it doesn't crash at that part that it kept doing on the other game. Yeah. How far were you in it? Like, um, I mean, not to spoil anything, I was out of the building. Okay. So I, I didn't don't know, know you left that... the building, so you just spoiled everything. I know, Thanks, right? Man. That's like, but what else do you say? I don't, it's fine. Whatever. I, yeah, that sure. Maybe okay. you don't ever leave the building. It's just all yeah. Your maybe mind. there's a twist, and it's just like you never left your mind, dude. You just shattered inside. It was actually just a dude crying in a corner the whole game. Also, I guess I just want to bring another thing up quickly with games, just because I think it's kind of important. PlayStation Park Plus is awesome. Yeah, man. I've been they thinking gave out everything, man. I need to. I need to get that. Like, I was actually pissed at Xbox when they resubscribed me automatically. Like, I didn't know they just toggled that on. Of course they would. Why wouldn't they do that? But like, I totally would have put that money towards PlayStation Plus. It's kind of great too, because if you think about it, it makes sense. Because since you have to pay for Microsoft's online, yeah. you're not obligated to care. But right. like, since PlayStation is free online, if you're gonna pay for something, they have to make it worth your money. Right. I've looked totally at it. Are. It's like it's positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. Like, right. Xbox will just be like, oh, if you don't pay us, we're gonna take away all these things you like. Whereas PlayStation's like, here's all the stuff you need, like Netflix and like multiplayer and stuff like that. And hey, we'll sweeten the deal. Here's a bunch of free stuff. And then you, yeah, it's way more appealing notion. Like it's like, hey, thanks Sony, as opposed to like, ah, oh, fuck you, Microsoft. Really? Just to play Mass Effect Three, I need to give you money. Fine. Like for example, just as something, when um that Simpsons arcade game came out, the day it came out, it was free for PlayStation Plus members. There you go. Like, that's one thing, but, like, did you see the list of games they're giving out for free right now? They were saying Space Marine's on there. Space Marine is on Space there. Marine. And I, that's cool, because I, I... Little Big Planet 2? Alright. Like, here, I'll, I mean, I could probably find a list, but it might take Just, a while. Yeah, actually, no, give me the list of, like, try to sell me on it, because I've been, like, I'm really close right now. I'm on the fence. Yeah, about, but I'm almost I'm there. really close. Okay. Like, if um, they put Vanquish on there, it'd be like, perfect timing! I've been meaning to play that. Yay! I think they're thinking about doing that. Um, apparently Max Payne is coming out for free, so, like, like people that one? haven't gone through that, maybe, I guess. What do you mean, like, the PlayStation 2 version port? Yeah. It's... Okay. Apparently, anyways, I'm just trying to look up on their terrible site here. Because okay. they're, they're, like, blog posts, so I don't know... Like, if this came out... Oh, wait, never mind. It's only for, like, Australia, Great Britain, New Zealand. Like, not us. Okay. So, so. great great service, terrible website. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. Um, oh, like, there was a bunch I downloaded. I probably downloaded about 100 gigs worth of games. Just when they... Like, after E3, they're like, Oh, no, these are games you should probably play, so here you go, they're free. Like, Infamous 2... I've been okay. I, ha I haven't bought that. 
I've been wanting to play it, but I didn't want to buy it. So that's great. Uh, Space Marine is on there. Uh, little Big Planet 2, which I've been playing a little bit of, that's on there. Um, like, they periodically have had other games, like Far Cry 2, which I've been playing. That was free probably two months ago. Like, the full okay. game. So I do like that game. They're, they're doing pretty good. Awesome Knots was free the day it came out. Trying 2 was free the day it came out. So, they're doing pretty good by their people here. Also, they're doing really good stuff for the indie developers. Apparently, they're one of the best in the industry right now for publishing indie games. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. Like, I think Sony might have something going on here. No, it's it's a, it sounds very compelling. Like, initially when it came out, it was like, what is this for? Like, for cloud saving and stuff? Blech, that's not even useful. But that they've sweetened the pot with all this awesome stuff, it's like, ugh. 50 bucks, is it? 50 bucks a year? 50 bucks a year. Alright. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think I might have found the June update here. Hmm? I think I might have found the June update here. Okay. So, starting with 12 blockbuster titles worth over $260. These are the free games. Okay. Infamous 2. Little Big Planet 2. Saints Row 2. Just Cause 2. Warhammer. That's a good game. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. 40k Space Marine. So those are the PS3 games there. Um, also Virtua Fighter 5. Uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Hardcore Uprising. Choplifter HD. Sideway New York. I mean, I'm starting to name stuff I'm pretty sure probably less people have heard of, but these are all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zombie Apocalypse Never Die Alone. I haven't played. I've been wanting to, though. So that's since it's free, I'm going to get that. Um, Ratchet and Clank All for One, which came out like a few months ago, maybe? That's like that weird mashup crossover thing? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm hoping maybe to get three other people over here one day and we'll all just play that and see what that's all about. That's that four-player co-op game. So, yeah, I don't know. They've been doing pretty good. And, like, they have free PS minis, I guess they call it which are just, like, little games. The type of games you would play on, like, your iPhone. Those are free every now and then. Um, I got a whole bunch of free PS1 games when they were giving those out. Like, the Crash Bandicoot games, all of them. Um, I believe Silent Hill was free at one point. Like, it's totally worth it. If you think about it for 60 bucks. I've only been a PlayStation Plus member for probably about six months. I've easily mm-hmm. gotten over $500 worth of games. In that and time. Do you only get access to those as long as you're subscribed, though? Yes. Um, okay, so there's that, but. There's still. that, but it makes sense. And it's kind yeah. of the incentive, right? Otherwise, why would you keep being a PlayStation Plus member? Well, it's kind of like the fabled subscription model we've been hoping someone would do. Like, Nintendo, like, Virtual Console, why didn't you just. If Nintendo Virtual Console did what PlayStation Plus is doing now, like, if they yeah. did a subscription model, it would be over. Yeah, because awesome. my life would be over. I would just be playing that. Just be, yeah, just play video games all the time. I'd be playing Mario Two. I don't need 2. to go work. I got free video games. Super Mario Brothers Two, right best one. I got free water. It was well, all a dream free. in the end. Yeah. Wait, what was a dream in the end? Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers 2. Two. Yeah, it was a weird game. Wart. Still my favorite. That and uh, Adventures of Link is still the best Zelda game. Adventures of Link is legitimately great. I don't know about saying Mario Bros. 2 is the best Mario game, but 
there a case can be made for Zelda 2 being I think you and I talked a little bit about that before and maybe it was off mic but the thing I liked about it was that it kind of started this whole RPG thing like the action RPG yeah and it was something different before like Zelda became the same thing over and over right like I'd really like them to spice up the with put yeah put some more th- like playing Darksiders 2 is like man if Zelda had this like if it had this kind of loot lust thing going on it would just be such a, a more interesting game like just put more stuff in there like it's like oh you got your giant goron sword but do you have your giant goron sword with like this enchantment on it do you have the glove that can hold the enchantment of the giant goron sword yeah I, just yeah add more i can take more complexity in my zelda game don't don't worry about it but whatever or at least you know you can tweak the color of your boomerang start small yeah, that'll never happen. Alright. So Jeremy okay. Furlong? Is that is he known already or Um, I recognize the name, but Okay. There were just yeah, briefly there there's kind of this weekly comedy thing that I've been going to. Uh it's this is for local Calgary people only, I guess. It's Juliet's Castle every Sunday. Uh free like cheap pizza, so hey, and the, I don't know. The pizza's okay. And then dudes say things, and sometimes they're funny. And last week, it was pretty funny. Uh, it was Jeremy Furlong and John Hastings were kind of the two big ones. And I don't know if they're already popular on like the Canadian comedy circuit or what, but they they had both had pretty solid sets, so I just wanted to say that I was there, and I saw it, and I thought it was funny. And pizza's good. Pizza's good food. You get spinach on there or something? Some mushrooms? Feta cheese? That's what I had yesterday. Thumbs hmm. up. Maybe I should check this out sometime. It's pretty good. It's like my dad actually discovered this thing, and I was like, ah, I don't know the generation gap and everything. It's like, no, I think you might have found a good thing here, Dad. Good job. So yeah, comedy's a weird thing to recommend to people too. So the right. fact that you agree with it, that's pretty good. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of hit like hit and miss every week, but like at the same time, it's so small. Like it's like there's a good atmosphere there where it's just like, ah, you know, that wasn't that funny, but you tried. You know, we're fine. We're, we're happy, and if it really works out like it did last week, then it's like, this is great. This is, this is a great time. So, yeah, it can be hit and miss, but it, I've, I've of the three times I've gone, four times, I've enjoyed, I'm going to say three of them quite a bit. Last night was, there were some sound problems and stuff, which was a weird thing to have. But, uh, like, if you can't hear the jokes, you can't even laugh at them. So That's true. It's, yeah, and then, like, someone does hear and they're laughing, and then you can't hear the next thing they're saying. Right, so it's like, well, it seems funny, but... Oh, I like Robert De Niro. Wait, wait what? Uh, you just can't hear it. Like, it's just... Yeah, that, that was bad. But, um... I don't know. Gen- generally, I still enjoy that thing, so that's the thing that happened. And TV is over. Like, well, I didn't realize there's new Breaking Bad in less than a month. I had no idea. Yeah, that's why I've been trying to catch up, but Naruto's kind of screwed that up. Yeah, like... I'm, as as kind of mixed feelings as I had on season four, like I'll, I'm I'm still I'll still see what's going on. I'll still check that out. Um, but anyway, I finished uh, Mad Men season five, which was pretty good. But they kind of everyone's been kind of saying like, oh, they're they're gonna do this thing, they're gonna do this thing, and they did. So I I can't get more specific than that. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, people people on uh, forums and stuff have been basically saying like, like whatever. I can I can say a character death happens. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah, they've been saying it's that's going to happen. Right? Hmm? It's not Joan? No. Okay, then I don't care. Yeah, okay. 
Oh, now, now that's one less people on person on list of people that could be, and now people are gonna be like, "Oh, you spoiled." I'm pretty sure they're all like me. It's like as long as it's not her, who cares? Oh, all right. I'm pretty um, sure that's not true at all. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. It was a decent season. A bit weird. Like they kind of seem to be consciously going for more, like out there structures in their episodes and stuff. Uh, overall, I still quite liked it. I thought the last episode was maybe lacking a little. Like for a season finale, like mm-hmm. they 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 usually hit pretty. Like season three is a great one. Uh, I'm trying to think what well, season one actually is where it really kicks off. And it's like wow, I didn't realize this was going on the whole time. And wow, uh, this one just kind of I don't know didn't didn't do much for me there, but it was it was okay. But whatever. Uh, Game of Thrones season two is over. I don't know if Yay. I like that show anymore. Oh, like, um, why? There's just like there's they've spread it all too thin maybe but I think like it's just too thin there's just like it's like I don't care enough about all of this as a collective like I do like the Khaleesi and she has a great moment in the end of in the last episode I don't care about that kind of upstart king dude like you haven't seen season two so it doesn't matter um but yeah and they kind of tease you with the same things they tease you at the end of season one which you're you're where are you in the show. I haven't watched it since, so halfway through season one. Okay. Once you get to the end of season one, like some, they kind of like go like, "Oh, some big stuff's coming." That stuff's still coming. It hasn't really done anything yet. Which, okay. I, yeah, like, I, it's not that they're spinning their wheels. Like there, there was things happening this whole time, but there's like almost too much going on. I don't know what I like. Maybe they're just trying to satisfy fans of the books, and they're just like, "Well, we can't not have this character." Whereas I don't care about that, so I'm just like, yeah, you don't need that character. That character's not very interesting, so axe, please. But I don't know. I guess I'm not the target. I'm not sure. I'll probably still watch it next season, but I think I'm going to put like a kind of limit on that. It's like, if you haven't really impressed me in the first three episodes of season three, we're out. It's over. Yeah, we're done. You're so, breaking up with... Um, yeah, Peter Dinklage and I Yeah, not going to continue. Dinklage. Yeah. That you know, unless you swing for the fences, first three episodes, Charles dances there the whole time, and he's saying awesome things. You could figure this out, but if the first episode is like, we got eight more characters, you guys. Oh wait, nine characters or something, and they just keep piling stuff on. I don't think I can handle it anymore. Um, weird note to end on. Do we have? Oh, better note to end on. Hey, did you know raccoons are really dexterous? I didn't know that they were dexterous. No. Yeah, they have like they they can just pick up stuff. Like I saw one eating popcorn; it was awesome. Great. And there's yeah, this other one was like picking up a muffin tin and stuff. Like they're they're like almost ape like, but they're more like I don't know what they are. Like they're weird cat dog thing. They're cat you know, apes. Raccoons. Cat apes. Basically, people apparently have them as pets, and I think that's awesome. And what do you think? Would you have a raccoon as a pet? Absolutely not. Why are they terrifying or what not a... terrifying? Just the whole like idea of that they usually like are associated with rabies and shit like that. Oh yeah, I guess they could get shot. They're kind of, those, of like right? dirty animals. I they, guess. Yeah, like, they're kind of like giant rodents or something. Like they'll show up in your garbage can at night. Didn't but... Jeff Gersman have a problem with them? Uh, I guess in California, yeah, they just show up in storm drains and stuff. Yeah, he was saying there was one outside his storm drain, <laughs> storm drain yeah. or something like that. And then you open the storm drain, and there's, like, ten babies down there, or something creepy. Like, it's like, they're, yeah, they're a pest, I guess, in a lot of urban areas, but 
for me, they're not in my region, so they're still exciting, fabled animals that seem really cool. But whatever. Yeah. I saw some YouTube videos, and I thought they were awesome. So, pet raccoons, that's a thing. I guess, warning on that, though, they will chew your drywall if they get the mind to. And probably your face. They have big teeth, so yeah, you better be friends with that raccoon, because if not, I don't know. Do you remember the, little... the show The Raccoons? Yeah, I do. It has an amazing theme song, which was in Hobo with a Shotgun, which is why that's one of the greatest movies oh, yeah, of last that's year. Right. Yeah, but yeah, Canadian animated show. It's not bad. I haven't watched it in many years. It might be terrible now, but I have fond memories. The what sneers. the hell were the pink things? S- uh, like, S- Sneer? It was his name? His last name? S- but what were they? I don't... Like, Anteaters or something, maybe? Or... I don't know. Not 100% sure. Aardvarks or something? Who knows? Like Arthur? But more correct-looking. But not yeah. quite. Actually, no. Early Arthur w- was straight up an Aardvark, and then they kind of shortened his nose. They made, yeah, they made his face all, like, oval. Yeah. I, I like that show, too. Ratburn. Show. Yeah. He kind of looked like Ratburn in his... Ratburn was their sensei. I, well, teacher. Well, yeah. So, yeah, literally. Yes, you're right. Anyway. Mark Brown's Arthur in theaters now. Actually, no, it's on Netflix. <laughs> in theaters now. Love it. They, sh- they should make a movie, but whatever. Uh, good shows. They should, indeed. Anyway, that's it for Media Monks. Uh, catch you next week. Enjoy this outro. Uh, Lonely Island? Yep, Lonely Island. We'll do it up. Okay. Okay. David Jones, Giant Squid. Michael Bolton, we're really gonna need you to focus up. Roger that, let me turn